Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Last night was a not-so-subtle reminder. Mike Williams is a big dude. And also had a big performance there. He reminds me in size-wise, Paulie was with me. We were on the sidelines for a USC game, and a receiver named Mike Williams came out. And I said, wait, who's going to stop him? (laughs) He looked like he just stepped off the bus playing for USC basketball. But Mike Williams, big-time player. Uh, I'm going to take you back to yesterday. We had Chris Sims on. And he said something interesting, that he thinks the Kansas City Chiefs more diversified, therefore maybe more dangerous on offense because they don't have Tyreek Hill. Here's Chris Sims from Pro Football Talk yesterday. I'm I'm one that's kind of been. I think it's going to be better. I've been kind of saying that all offseason. We'll see. I mean, that's a it's dicey. I mean, Tyreek Hill is is special. I know that. There's no question. I think where I look at it is, I don't think you know. I think the the offense by committee can be a blessing, really, for the Chiefs' offense and for Mahomes a little bit. There definitely was times last year where he tries to force it to Tyreek Hill too much or makes decisions just based off of that. I also think that with Tyreek Hill and the fact that they always felt like, hey, we got to get him and Kelsey the football, that, you know, and I've talked to defensive coaches about this a little bit. You had a little feel for, oh, wait, Tyreek's in the slot. They're going to kind of run these plays. Oh, wait. Tyreek's the outside of three receivers. They're going to kind of go to these plays. And I think where they have an advantage right now is you just, you don't know. You can't, other than Kelsey, you can't really figure out who's being used for what and what's going on there. And they got a lot of guys that are very good at the receiver position. They got some tight ends too, to go along with Kelsey, where I think they're going to be able to play some two and three tight end sets this year and be annoying that way. That's Chris Sims, pro football talk. So they're, Maybe better and maybe more annoying. I don't know if they're more dangerous here, but uh, certainly look like that. Maybe they are better. Mahomes completed passes to uh, eight different receivers. A couple of phone calls. We'll get to a poll question. Uh, we'll check in with Andrew Marshawn, who covers the media. His thoughts on Amazon's first venture into the NFL. Steve in Minnesota leads us off. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Yeah, I was wondering if, Amazon is eligible to bid for the Super Bowl, and could you see a Super Bowl only on Amazon Prime? They got unlimited money. I love Jeff Bezos shows up there with uh, Commissioner Goodell, and then you got his girlfriend, who used to be Tony Gonzalez's girlfriend or wife, and they have a child together. Really? Oh, yeah. I wish I knew this before the game. (laughs) Yes, yeah. I'm watching it, and... uh, I, so I tried to explain it to my wife. She didn't care. And uh, I said, so I, it's all oh, Jeff Bezos. And she goes, okay. And then I said, uh, and she goes, 
is that his wife, new wife? I go, no girlfriend. And uh, I said, but she used to have be married to or she has a child with a guy who works on the broadcast who's there, Tony Gonzalez. And she goes, is that going to be awkward? I go, uh, I think they vacationed together. I think Bezos, girlfriend, Tony Gonzalez, his wife, and their child vacationed together. Yes, Paul. Bezos, by the way, had the uh, medium polo oh, yeah. and definitely party pumped before yeah. the game. He was walking around. He looked pretty good, but he definitely party pumped. Yeah. But isn't he doing like an anti-aging thing? Doesn't he have some kind of... Uh, Is he doing some kind of cryotherapy thing? I, I think he might. Could be. You know, trying to hold back the hands of time or something there. Makes sense. But yeah, he's uh, he's jacked up, jacked up a little bit. Uh, Jeff in uh, Jeff in Atlanta, Jeff in Atlanta. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Dan. Hey, Jeff. It's one one sixty five. Hey, what did you think of Ryan Fitzpatrick? Because he seemed to like slow things down in the conversation with the other guys, with Tony and with Richard and Carissa. Um, it just seemed like he just there was a good flow, and then they'd go to him, and it was just sort of stopping. And I was wondering what you and the guys and maybe Andrew thought of that. Well, uh, it's hard to make your debut if you're on the road. And it's a big stage, and this is a big matchup there as well. And what you don't understand is when you're doing it is pacing. And, and are you keeping up with everybody else? Because I knew that I had to be a little bit more animated than I am here on the show because I'm doing a three hour show here and you pick your spots, but having the reps and Ryan Fitzpatrick will go back and hopefully somebody looks at a tape with him and just says here, these are things that we really like. See this here. You could be better with that. Now what happens is a lot of people don't get any feedback. Once you get to a certain point in, in this business, there are a lot of people who don't think they need feedback or management doesn't give you feedback. And I think there are quite a few analysts who could use a little bit of feedback there. But maybe maybe Amazon does that. Uh, Andrew Marshawn, who covers the media, sports media for uh, the New York Post, joining us on the program. How would you grade last night's broadcast with Amazon? I think, Dan, you start off pass-fail, right? I think if they didn't crash, they pass, uh, which I know sounds kind of crazy right here in 2022, but we were trying something uh, that was different in terms of live streaming. You know, as many people, we don't know the numbers until next week, but there were millions and millions and millions of people watching this at one time. And even though Amazon was very confident and they have, you know, all their web services and everything and, and it did work out, there was the chance it could crash. I mean, I had people, very bored people from other networks thought, yeah, I'm not sure it'll work. Uh, so it did. So pass, fail. And then overall grade, I'd probably give it a A minus, B plus. Oh. You know, pretty good. Okay. I thought that was pretty good. I mean, and, and let me just say there's a caveat because then there's people listening like, I had my screen didn't work. It was terrible for me. So, like, yeah, like, obviously I get that on social media. From my experience, personally, I have no issues. But obviously this is going to be something that's a work in progress in terms of how it comes across on individual screens. Amazon doesn't have to reveal the numbers? No, they will. They will. Uh, you know, the advertisers wanted uh, them to have some sort of way to know how many people are watching and so nielsen uh will be having uh ratings but they're not going to come out till next week could you get that on amazon prime around the world no this is just domestic so prime video very... is only available in the united states no it's available around the world but these nfl rights are only okay. available okay in the united states. but you're you're hitting on something when we talk about the world transforming uh that's where like the where the business changes is when you when Amazon or Apple or ESPN Plus when they when they get all the rights to the whole world because then you're reaching two billion people and then you talk about subscription and that's where kind of the world could change over time 10, 15 years. What'd you think of uh, Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreit? So they're very good. You know, he, you know, here's the thing about this stuff. We we've seen this with Monday Night Football before they just brought in Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Is that you don't want the announcers to be the focus, right? And so we're talking about Al Michaels, probably the greatest NFL TV play-by-player of all time. Kirk Herbstreit, the biggest voice in college football. So, you know, at minimum, you knew they were going to be pretty good, right? It's not going to, they weren't going to embarrass themselves at all. Uh, I thought first half energy was a little low. You know, Al's got a low energy because, you know, he always says he reflects the game, which is when you're doing the biggest games of the years for three 
decades plus, it's easy to do that. Let's reflect the game. When you're doing uh, Jacksonville and the Jets, you know, week 14, week 15, which they have, that one, you know, I don't know if you want to reflect the game. And come on, this is awful. Uh, so <laughs> that's something. <laughs> I, I heard you talk about the interception. Look, it's Al Michaels, so that was really – I thought that was important. What Amazon did, especially with that main feed, they got Fred Goodelli, who's the longtime producer of Sunday Night Football and then did Monday Night before that. I uh, just knew that the broadcast, if you could get it on your screen, was going to be really good, and it was really good. Uh, you know, like, did they – you know, Perp Street told me for a story I did that, you know, he wants to be the best booth. Uh, in sports? Did I feel like it was the best booth in sports on day one? I didn't feel that way, but it was very good. Yeah, the sound quality bothered me. It was a little annoying to start. Uh, Muddy, maybe, but, um, you know, a lot of times when you try to simulate what the sound is going to look, you know, be like, or the, you know, what the crowd is going to feel, every time I did something on the road, it was always louder than what I thought it was going to be. And it felt like the uh, sound level was low. But if you have people you know, that helps. The familiarity of having Al call a game helps you from the start. Uh, Herbie is familiar to football fans. Carissa Thompson as your studio host. What did you think of the other analysts in there with uh, the studio portion of this? I thought there, I thought there's potential. You know, they're doing something different. If you look at the other shows, you know, the ESPNs, the CBSs, the Foxes, uh, NBC, lesser extent, uh, you know, they, they have older, longtime analysts. This was a little fresher. Right. Uh, you know, Tony Gonzalez, you know, he was on uh, Fox and CBS. I don't really like him that much, quite honestly. I don't find what he says uh, usually that moves the ball forward very much. But I thought when you looked at Richard Sherman, you looked at Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, they had some, you know, good off the field, fresh perspective. Kind of want to see them talking more. I'm going at, you know, uh, going at each other. Um, and then Andrew Whitworth, you know, he has a presence to him. Uh, he's a guy who I've heard about for years, you know, obviously. Uh, a great player, but an offensive lineman uh, who who I thought was who could be pretty good. Um, and so, uh, and Carissa Thompson, I thought was a good choice. So I, I think here's the thing about it: the pre. I don't know if many people are going to watch that pregame show. I think the postgame show is where maybe they can make some hay, get people to hang around. I mean, if you look at Inside the NBA, you know, the most iconic studio show probably ever in terms of uh, sports. Um, the it's the post game that really is where they make their bread and butter. You know, that's where they have their fun and they really, so I think that's where Amazon probably has to focus on. And I think they did a good job of just making an hour for the pregame instead of wasting their time, making like three hours. Yeah. So Could you see fun. Jeff Bezos trying to buy the Super Bowl rights anytime soon? Uh, well, it won't be soon, but I do think, you know, I, 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 you know, now I'm reading things. People are like, well, it didn't transform how we watch yeah, like it was not going to change. Like we just talked about, this is what Amazon does. They're the best distributors of products in the world. And what they mostly do is distribute other people's products. And then they make their own in some cases, but they mostly kind of cut. So what, what, what are they doing now? They're distributing the NFL. They made their own product in terms of their booth, which they brought bought from ESPN and NBC. And so you look at where will we be a decade from now? You know, I think next week people make a big deal about the numbers, whatever they are. Uh, you know, Amazon was promising 12 and a half million people uh, to their advertisers. Mm. Um, if you look last year and previous years, Fox and NFL Network are getting around 15 million for Thursday night. I've been told from a number of executives, both in the league and also networks, to expect more like seven or eight million for next for this first time out. So the numbers won't be there. But where will they be in 10 years? Right. And when the next contracts are up. Do I think they can be in position to get a bigger deal, get more playoff games? Uh, they have a chance to get a playoff game through this through this deal if they hit certain numbers. Uh, but yeah, do I think they could one day get a Super Bowl? I do, and I think Dan, you you, you know, you're one of the legends from ESPN, and you know, you know, and helped make that what it was in 1987 when ESPN got the NFL. Did it transform? ESPN and how we watch sports, I would say yes, right? Mm. You could talk about 79 when it, in its inception, but the NFL is what put ESPN on that next level. Yeah. Amazon has the NFL. If you're going to build out, and it's going to be different than what cable is, different than what broadcast is, if you're going to build out a sports, uh, you know, having live games, having shows, this is where you start. It's Thursday Night Football, the NFL, and then you build from there. So I think when you look long-term, um, you know, obviously the issue is, everyone's going to have to be able to get the stream, you know, perfectly. And I, I think people act like, well, that's impossible. And maybe it is. I don't know the technology. But where will we be five, ten years? Oh, from? yeah. 
<laughs> so I so that's where I think so to answer your question, do I think they'll get it next contract? I'd probably say no if I were predicting. The one after that, I think they're I could see Amazon uh, you know, in, in play for that. But but even maybe next contract, they have more money than anybody. That's the that's the scary thing for the networks when they compete with Amazon and Apple. I didn't know if it was a coincidence or not, but the Manning cast was up exponentially that first week, and you have a new booth with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Did you read into anything there? I mean, I think the like two things. Number one, that that's an interesting question. I think when you look at the Manning cast, it was very popular last year, but you could expect growth from it because more people know about it, right? Like you you know this, like you left ESPN and a major you know own radio show, and even though you have a big name, you still have to have people find you. Yeah. Then they have to you know come back again and come back again. So for the Mannings, uh. You know, the, even though they're Peyton and Eli and, and very famous and, and got a lot of publicity, people have to find it. So I'm not really surprised that, that number. Uh, you know, the overall, ESPN had to be thrilled. They're close to 20 million. I forgot how long it was the highest rated, you know, game that they've had. And I think if the goal was forgetting the money aspect of it, and it's obviously huge money that they, they're spending, they're spending more than $50 million between the two booths uh, for the year, <laughs> which is just insane. That said, it felt bigger, right? It felt bigger with Joe and Troy, the Mannings. It, there was a more of an aura. And what we said at the at the start with Amazon, you're not talking about the booth, at least not in a bad way, right? It's not, did you see they, they messed up and, you know, they got a guy on a crane and what are they doing? <laughs> That's not where, as a network, the league doesn't like it. So we could talk about if that in, if impacts you know, rights and all that other stuff. It just is really bad noise if you're running things, if it's uh, everyone's talking about your booth every week. Good to talk to you again, Andrew. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. Thanks, Dave. Andrew Marshall, New York Post sports business columnist. Yeah, I think out of the gate, and, and we tend to nitpick. I mean, I'm in the business, so I see subtle changes, nuance probably that you don't see. But for the most part, I know Carissa Thompson, and you know Al Michaels and Kirk Street. So if I start there, I'm doing pretty well. That's a pretty good head start. It's when there's, there's that lack of familiarity there. And, you know, Amazon's going to take some chances. They want to attract a younger audience. All of these leagues are starting to get nervous of, you know, what's our average age? 50 in the NFL. Baseball's probably close to 58, 57. How do we get a younger audience? Well, you get a younger audience with TikTok, uh, Dude Perfect, uh, you know, whatever it is that you can get that Nickelodeon, you're trying to get a younger audience. Now, I don't know if somebody who normally watches TikTok but doesn't watch the NFL is going to go, oh, wow, that's football? I'm going to watch now. Maybe Dude Perfect was on there. And they appeal to a really young demo. Maybe you're watching because of Dude Perfect, and then you watch again. Dude Perfect's going to be on there all year long. But I don't know with the TikTok stars if that's enough to make you go, oh, you know, I'm curious. I'm going to watch more football. Yes, Eden. That's, I wish that we were able to have the Nickelodeon version of uh, Travis Kel- Kelsey getting body slammed by Derwin James. What do you think it would have been Whoa. like? <laughs> splash block. That was a spine buster. Splash. Did you say slime buster? <laughs> He's in the protocol. Even Sonic's not fast enough to get away from Derwin Jane. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox NFL analyst, former NFL and USC quarterback, back on the program. Good to see you again, Mark. Let me um, ask you a question that has been a topic here with some analysts. If I remove an A-plus receiver in Tyreek Hill and replace him with a couple of B or B plus, let's say three B pluses and take out an A plus. Does that make Kansas City better? Uh, better, worse, hard to say. Um, I think most importantly is the scheme and the way um, you know Andy Reid's going to dial them up in that specific scenario. Other places might not work, uh, but a place like that. They're going to run what they run. I don't know how many times last night they ran flanker drive, just the shallow cross with uh, Kelsey, the 12-yard basic right behind it. Um, the other two guys on the other side are running a go route and a you know a 10 to 12-yard corner or out route. I mean, they run it all the time. They just plug in different players, and it works. Um, so it's hard to say that you know you lose one guy and then it becomes receiver by committee uh, to replace that one stud. But, I mean, those guys are rolling. Other, All I can say is that pick, the overturn interception was rough. Yeah. Um, and then watching that game last night, um, uh, Everett's trying Gerald to Everett, yeah. get out of the game. Yes. Yeah. He's trying to get out of the game. And then he can't expand that flat route. That flat route's supposed to be a foot race to the front pylon. And then the other guy has a chance to work on his quick out route or a stick route on the inside defender. And so Justin's expecting him to break out and there's just too much traffic in the area. I mean, but why, why don't ridiculous. they, you know, the signal is you tap your helmet that you want to come out. He, he was obviously gassed. How do they miss that? And then they go to him on that play. <sighs> well, they weren't throwing to him. I think he was trying to throw the out route and he was expecting the inside receiver to break out expecting the uh, Everett to run to the pylon. So you create space on the out route, the quick flat, and then the stick route. And he's tapping his helmet to get out of the game, and they're trying to go, you know, tempo because they got down to the goal line. They're trying to punch it in. Well, they just left him in. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I felt so bad for Everett, for the, you know, for Lombardi, the co- uh, the, the coordinator for Justin is like, you know, and there goes the DB, like Johnny on the spot, like just we're, gets we're, a gift. We're trying to come up with uh, a category receiver caused 
interception, RCI, because that that was an RCI. As a former quarterback, would you be in favor of an RCI category? Oh, you're going to get me in trouble with uh, with some wideouts and and tight ends and stuff. But listen, does it happen? Yes. But you also listen as a quarterback, you get you get credit for um, you know the negative one yard pass that goes. 90 yards. So, <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed those. Let me uh, tell you. When you, when you looked at Herbert, like this year to last year, is there anything that stands out uh, with him? Um, <laughs> I, I still think he's barely figuring out how good he is. Um, and my favorite story from there was watching practice uh, two years ago, they did a joint practice with the 49ers and coach Lombardi, um, their offense coordinator, he pulled me aside and I said, what's up with your, what's up with your QV, man? He sure looks good. Like that's the guy who needs to get off the bus first, just cause he's like this Adonis body. And you know, you let him get off the bus first and everybody's like, damn, like wow, that's and that's a and that's you know? the quarterback. Yeah, that's just the QB. You know, like they used to do that with Troy Aikman, and then the rest of the Cowboys would come out. You know, because he had that kind of presence. Carson Palmer, you know, those big players. And um, and I said, what's his deal? You know, how how good is he? To me, he he's like a puppy with these big paws, and he he doesn't even realize like how good he's going to be. And uh, he goes, you're never going to believe this, but we had these deep out routes, like double bench routes, basically 18 to 22 yards um, outside the numbers the the receiver's kind of catching the ball and tapping his toes on the way out. And it's, I mean, it's a big boy throw now, especially if you throw from the hash to the field and you throw it to the wide side. Well, Justin, for whatever reason, had been taught like, oh, I'll just go to the boundary if I can. And, and they're on the left hash, so he's working the left side of the field. And the defense is set up in a way where, you know, it's quarters to the field. He's got this deep out route, like no matter what. And he throws it in the boundary and coach Lombardi's like, what was that all about? And he goes, Oh, I just thought we should work the hash. And he goes, why? Well, that's just kind of what I've been taught. Like I just work the, the boundary side. And he goes, dude, you got every club in the bag. He goes, rip that sucker out to the field. Anytime you want, you don't have to explain it to me like nothing. And so they script it, you know, literally the next day. And he just rips this ball, frozen rope, you know, goes through a car wash without getting wet kind of thing. And just on a, on a tight rope, bam, and hits Keenan out, you know, on the deep out. And, and then uh, the other one was he, he's, um, he gets a ball tipped against um, who they uh, scrimmage this year, uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys are at their practice. And he gets a ball tipped and the ball's a little wobbly. <laughs> He immediately runs over to Lombardi. He goes, hey, I just want you to know that ball got tipped. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know. And he goes, well, I didn't, I didn't want you to think I threw a ball that was, like, that bad, like not a spiral. <laughs> you know, like, he's, uh, he's, a he's one of a kind, man. He's special, man. He's special. But it feels like we've moved on or the media has moved on from Mahomes. Like, we take it for granted. Now, does, does that happen with quarterbacks that they graduate that they they just – we don't we don't look at them with the fascination that we yeah. once did. I think it's like expected now, you know, and that's that's crazy because he's again another special player. The arm angles, I mean, I remember when Rich Gannon would hit that like sidearm, you know? Nobody does it like Mahomes. He's on one foot kind of jumping out of the air and hits these deep spear routes, those deep crossing routes. Once again, 18 to 22 yards in between the hash and the numbers, opposite side of the field. And he does it like almost, you know, in his sleep. And I feel like people kind of moved on just because, like, yeah, that's what he does. So, okay, you know, LeBron's on your team. Well, you're expected to win a championship. And if you don't, then, well, that's, you know, you underachieve. But we're so. still fascinated with Josh Allen. Like, he's still in that bubble where there's a fascination level. But <laughs> he's still. But it, but it might, yeah, you know, fair. we might move on from him soon. Um, if if you were advising, and I know you know Josh well, mm-hmm. if you advised him on anything, what would you tell him? Oh, man. The only thing I've ever told him was get down, get out of bounds, <laughs> don't get hurt. Why won't he you know, do like, it? 
oh, he's one of those guys who needs to, you know, not get his bell rung. You know, I'm not, he doesn't need to get hit hard, but he's not like in the flow of the game until he gets hit. And okay. um, he's got to get his jersey dirty. You know, they're designing quarterback runs for him. I mean, look at the guy. He's massive. You know, he's put on this earth to play NFL quarterback. He's a big guy. And so he can withstand some of those hits. But is um, he like Cam Newton, just a better passer? I think he's better from the pocket, yeah. I mean, he'll just beat you from the pocket straight up, you know, even if he doesn't rush at all in the entire game. And you say, you know, um, if he plays with a boot on, you know, he's got like a broken foot or something, he'll still beat you from the pocket. And that is – that's rare. That's, but that's if these were find. stocks, if these were stocks, we're talking to Mark Sanchez, Fox NFL analyst. If you're buying a stock, the mm-hmm. quarterback stock that you would buy into, because mm-hmm. it would make sense, you know, maybe buy low, sell high. Are we in a recession? Is there <laughs> no. any inflation? What's going on here? We, we are, we're not in a quarterback recession. Noted. So. Okay. Are you? Would you buy a, a stock like Trevor Lawrence? Would you buy a stock like Joe Burrow? Would you buy a stock like Justin Fields, Oof. Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm hanging on to Herbert. I'm hanging on to Allen. I know Allen's. You can only buy one right stock. Now. One stock. Just one. Yeah, one stock, and, and at its current value. What did I do wrong? Why do I not have any money to buy any more stuff? <laughs> you cashed out. You didn't play long enough in the NFL, and you d- USC Got didn't it. pay Got you it. as much as you thought you were going to get whoa, paid at you. Whoa, <laughs> careful, careful, careful. What kind of car did you um, get at USC? Oh, dude, I drove a 2001 or 99 Honda Accord stick nice. shift that we got in an auction for like 3500 bucks. I like it. Dumb, did you ever hear? But I had a car. Did nobody you... else had a car. And it was stick shift, so nobody else could drive it. It was awesome. Did you ever hear the Ed Orgeron story where he was trying to recruit Adrian Peterson? So what did he say? Peterson's dad was in prison in Oklahoma. Ed okay. O was trying to get his dad transferred to an L.A. county jail so Adrian would play for USC. Yeah, so because Adrian hey man, said, I whatever want, it takes. I'm going to play in front of my dad. Trojan family, man. That's what we do. You know. <laughs> How do you about, feel about your Trojans this year? Are they Should they be considered a national title, national title we're, contender? We're rolling now. Um, we can't slip up this week. Fresno State will jump up and bite you if you're not careful. So um, I love the way that offense is playing. I know everybody's, you know, down arrow. Speaking of stocks, everybody sell, sell, sell on the defense. Like, all right, give them some time. Give them a little time. And they're coming from the Big 12, you know. That's uh, that's kind of the MO out there. Score 45, give up 38, still take the W. <laughs> so um, I think – I think it's just rejuvenated the program, and and that tailgate a couple weeks ago was so fun. Um, just seeing people excited about it again, it means a lot, you know, and, and you don't realize that when you're in college, but finally, when everything's said and done and you get to go back to your school and everybody's excited about football again and, and it's back, that's, I mean, that Coliseum was rocking, man. And, that, and not to throw shade at Rice, listen – uh, coach Bloomgren is their head coach. He was one of our coaches in, uh, in New York, but um, it was just nice to see. It was really cool. But if you could pick, you had to pick one, you're at USC, you could beat Notre Dame or beat UCLA. Yeah. People ask that all the time. I think nationally. Yeah. You, you want to beat the brakes off of Notre Dame. Um, but it, it was one of those things with coach Carroll. He didn't really mention Notre Dame as much. Um, and he always told us the story, like, you know, the first time we were doing Notre Dame and I was here as the SC coach, I, you know, I was talking about old school and the three horsemen and this, that, and the, you know, and talking about Rudy. Wait, and we're four, like watching Mark, the movie. Mark, there's four horsemen. Got beat. What? Either way, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, so, same difference. So... <laughs> 
What did I say? Three? Yeah. All right. That was yeah, and they had that movie about um, that guy Tommy. No, it's Rudy. Yeah. It's it's Rudy. Him too. And Tommy's it, you know, brother. Jim Montana went there. Um, no, it's Joe Montana. <laughs> win one for Montana. the win one for the no, slipper. For no, the, it's Skipper. Yeah, him too. All right. We get it. We get it. Golly. Um It's the so, it's the pewter dome. No, it's no. the golden dome. All right, I'm done. Touchdown, Jesus. <laughs> in, in, in your case, in your case, hey, it is. Yeah, I, yeah, in your case, it is touchdown, uh, Jesus. Thanks a lot, guys, for rallying. Um, no, so he goes into the whole, you know, uh, history and, and all this stuff in Notre Dame, and they, Notre Dame just beat the brakes off of Pete the first time they did it. <laughs> Pete goes, screw that, man. We're not even talking about them. We're going to show up the day before and go kick their ass and get out of town. You know, like, we're not doing that anymore. Did you but have a hard time understanding comes, Pete Carroll? Because he talks as no. fast as anybody. He has no, no punctuation in his sentences, yeah. Mark. <laughs> it's like when my mom first started texting, you know, it's just all one long <laughs> yeah. word, one long paragraph. Just, I love you, mijo. Hope you're doing well. You know, just, <laughs> um, no, I, I, uh, I really enjoyed him. And it, that was his thing, just own L.A. And, and that was there. That was um, uh, Ed Ogeron, Sark, Kiff, all those guys. You're competing for everything in L.A. We own L.A. Uh, the same, you know, they would say the same girls you're chasing in L.A. Hey, we got to win. You go out to a club, we get the best table. We get a better table than that. You want to go, you know, get some gas, you get in line before them. We own L.A. You know, it was just like no matter what. That's I used awesome. To love it. I used to love it the way they talked about it. So we got to get back there. Always good to catch up with you. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you guys. Thank right. you. That's Mark Sanchez, Fox NFL analyst, former NFL USC quarterback, obviously a great historian of Notre Dame football. The three horsemen. I love what? that he jumped in though. Yeah, Touchdown, I know. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Who's uh? You know, it's like Animal House when they, you know, the, the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor, and then somebody yeah. says, "No, nah, let him go. He's yeah, on a roll." He's on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeart Radio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday night, the Bears go to Lambeau. It'll be Aaron Rodgers in the pack. NFC North Showdown, Sunday at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. What's the line there? Is it uh, 10, 10 and a half? Green Bay Packers against the Bears, Paulie? Ooh, it was 10. I, yeah, I got 10 still. Oh, okay. Uh, would you update the poll results there, Seaton? Sure can, Dan. Okay. Uh, we have got, whose career would you want? <laughs> right now it's up to 58% going with Bezos. Which is very interesting. So Jeff um, Bezos over Patrick Mahomes. Over Patrick Mahomes, correct. Correct. I'm, and then after watch, watching last night's game, who do you feel better about? Uh, 55% of the audience feeling better about the Chiefs. I didn't think people were so down on them. but Okay. Well, they shouldn't, but you have analysts saying they weren't going to make the playoffs. I'm thinking, really? Mm. Okay. We've talked a little bit about what happened with the Phoenix Suns. Their owner, Robert Sarver. Uh, he was uh, accused of uh, racism, racism, misogyny uh, in the workplace, and this has gone on for a while. He was fined $10 million, and he was suspended for a year. And I wondered, now you're putting pressure on the players and maybe minority owners. Do they do something? Do they say something? Or is the story over? I'm not quite sure, but it feels like there's just enough there that, you know, can there be pressure put on this owner to sell? The NBA commissioner has already adjudicated this, and Commissioner Silver said, all right, here's my verdict here. I don't think he can go back and go, you know, on second thought, I'm going to do this. So I was curious what the local reaction is. Dwayne Rankin is joining us, and he's the uh, Arizona Republic uh, reporter for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Dwayne, thanks for joining us. How, uh, what was the initial reaction locally when this uh, verdict was announced by the commissioner? Well, there's a couple emotions. One, disappointment. And that, and that it didn't go further than than just a fine. And even though $10 million is the max that they could find him, and then the year suspension is like, you know, there's, there's a large segment of fans that, that have had issues with Sarver even before this. And this just, uh, just pushed it over the edge that, hey, you know, we don't want him to be the, the majority owner. We want him out. And then there is a completely other side that that's just like it's a he say, she say. And, and it's like, okay, well, you know, there's actually a side that actually thinks that, you know, that Sarver should stay. It's not as large as the majority that, that want him out, but I was surprised that there actually is a segment of people who believe that he should stay. But I would say the large majority wants, wanted him gone and weren't satisfied with uh, the, the, the fine and the, and the suspension, and especially the people who were, who, who were on the other side of those racial slurs and the, in the sex-related comments, inappropriate comments. But I think, and I wonder, um, they're successful. The Suns right. are successful. So you don't want to mess with something that's successful and that you know, everything's going along pretty well, and yes, he did say these things. And I don't know if he's shown remorse. It feels like he's like, I don't agree with this, but I'll accept the punishment. That doesn't sound like I'm being remorseful, and that's what the commissioner tried to sell here. What... What happens now, if anything, with the players? Uh, you had a minority owner who spoke out and said he doesn't want Robert right. Sarver running the Suns. What do you think happens before the start of the season? Well, the first thing is you want to have media day next in a couple of weeks, and then the players will be 
put on mode, put on spot. Hey, what do you think? How, how are you? How do you feel about this? It'll be the first time that as a group, and that includes James Jones, Monty Williams, will be asked about this. So we'll get them that, that initial thought of where, where they are. Last year was interesting because when the allegations came out, you know, it was like, well, you know, we, we got to focus on the season. Uh, you know, it was still an investigation. And then they started winning. And then it was like it kind of got put on the back burner a little bit. Yeah. And, and then it went one eighteen in a row. All of a sudden, it wasn't that big of a story. Now, we know what the results of the investigation are. And so the players, will they have to hear that for the entire season? I believe at the start of the season, they will. But how they address this right up front is going to, is going to speak to how they're going to approach it. But, you know, Basara being away for the team for a year is going to be outside, out of mind. But the results are still there, and you can't duck those. And there are going to be people that are, that are going to have issues with they are going to continue to speak out. I don't think that this is going to be the last, you know, the, obviously the minority owner uh, was very, in that letter, he was very candid about how he felt about Sarver. But, yeah, again, he also was candid about how he felt about Sarver when the initial story came out. He said the allegations were unacceptable. So yeah. no surprise there. Who else is going to speak out is who I'm looking forward to seeing. You know what I would do, Dwayne? I would make him do interviews. I'd make him sit there at games. I'd make him have to answer questions at media day. I wouldn't let him disappear. I, I'd let him answer for all of this. I think I think the NBA is actually doing him a favor by giving him a year suspension where he doesn't have to show up at these games. I'd love for him to show up and have to see LeBron or some of these other players who have a problem with him. That, to me, would be... A, a better punishment than finding him $10 million. What do you think? Well, well, I, I think that, you know, their way of, of this whole training thing that he's supposed to be going through to, through the suspension and, and this policy is like, okay, well, look, this is your punishment. But on the flip side, like you said, if he had to face these players that have issues with him, then it maybe it would be an educational thing where, hey, okay, now I fully understand this. You know, now, now, now that I'm having to have a conversation with the LeBron James, with, with, with guys like that uh, in, in their face saying, hey, a Seth Curry, someone coming up to him and saying, hey, listen, you may not understand this and, and, and we're not giving you a pass, but this is why this is an issue. Yeah. And when it's coming from outside of your circle of very prominent people, then you, may, you, you will take a greater listen to it. And that may be, I, I wouldn't see anything, you know me, I would love to be sitting in front of him right now asking him what's going on and how and why why we got here. But, but do you know about him? that, that would be an idea. Do you know him, Dwayne? Well, we, we've talked. Uh, when I first got here, you know, the team was, was bad. And then they were trying to uh, get money for the renovations of the, of the arena. So he was out there a lot, you know, trying to drum up money, trying to drum up, obviously, the the, the – to get the practice facility and all that. So he needed that money. So he was out there a lot. And we talked. We've talked a couple of times. I've interviewed him a few times. Um, so, so do I know him? Know him? No. But have I spoken with him outside of the interview process? Just, just small talk? Yes. And, and I mentioned this when the commissioner announced his punishment. Now you put the onus on the players. Now Chris Paul... Devin Booker, Monty Williams, the coach. Now, now it's on them if anything is going to happen. Maybe players, you know, from the Phoenix Mercury. Um, it's not fair to them because this shouldn't be about them. But now it is because if you're not satisfied, what do you do? You're going to say something to commissioner. He's not going to not going to do anything. He's not going to reverse right. anything. He's not going to change anything. So now it comes down to do the players do enough that maybe forces him to sell this? Or is there anything they could do where that changes anything? That's why Chris Paul is so important, because he went through this with Donald Sterling, obviously with the Clippers. So he, he'll he be the lead on this. Whatever this team does, it will be a, a, a Chris Paul, Monty Williams, James Jones huddle. And then they'll come out of that and say, this is how we're going to approach this. And then Devin Booker it, it will be obviously a, a team leader as well. So he'll be obviously involved in that. But I see a three, four-person team huddle going into this and saying, this is how we're going to approach this season. This is how we're going to go about this season. And then everyone else will fall in line with that. And, 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 but there might be a situation where you do have a player on the team that's like, hey, look, man, this is how I feel. 
I get we're a group, but this is how I feel. And this is why that the whole media day is huge because you're going to, you, you may be surprised. It might be a person you don't think has a, has a real opinion on this has one. Yeah. And, and we're about to find out. And so I, I think that's, that's, that's important moving forward with this team. Even last year, Dan, Jay Crowder was saying that it was a cloud, even with the winning they were having. He was like, this is a cloud. This investigation is a cloud on this team, but we're focusing. So they were in a bunker, you know, as, as that was going on. Now, it's hard to be in the bunker if you got a bunch of people saying, hey, look, this is wrong. This is foul. What are you guys going to do? Because as you say, it, it's on them now. So there is more pressure on them now as opposed to last year. Good to talk to you again, Dwayne. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Dwayne Rankin. He covers the Phoenix Suns for the Arizona Republic. Media day should be spicy, but I'd, I would make Robert Sarver answer questions. I'd make him go to games. Don't let him disappear. Make him be out there. And then he's going to go to classes, you know, diversity classes. University of Phoenix, probably. Yeah, you're going to do it online. Yeah. yeah. All right, a couple of phone calls. Cody in Colorado. Hey, Cody in Colorado. How are you, buddy? Hey, Dan. Hey, Six three two bills. Right. I have a pie to the face, but okay. For any takers, right. Um, right. my quarterback Justin Fields total touchdowns more than Aaron Rodgers this Sunday night. Uh, that's passing, rushing, or receiving for that matter. Oh, okay. So passing, rushing, or receiving. Anybody want a piece of Cody in Colorado on does Justin Fields have more touchdowns? Is he responsible for more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers? Anybody? That seems crazy. <laughs> and? Like, that seems crazy. And? <laughs> so you're taking Aaron Rodgers against Cody in Colorado? Because that seems crazy. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> All right, Cody, Look. Seaton's going to take you up on it. He's got Aaron Rodgers because he thinks it's crazy. That seems crazy. Yes, it is. Yes, Paul. This, uh, <laughs> the Packers losing last week and laying an egg and the, and the Bears winning out of nowhere last week, I think it's emboldened Bears fans and Bears media to think that they have a good chance to win this weekend, mm. which sets up for a horrendous disaster for Bears fans. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to be raining really hard at Lambeau. <laughs> So. Hope for a flood. That's Bears football. Yeah. Uh, Jordan in Ohio. Hi, Jordan. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Uh, glad to call. Happy Meet Friday, guys. Five uh, eleven and a hearty two units here. Um, calling in. Wanted to say uh, I'm in the Lima, Ohio area, uh, from Toledo, Cincinnati area, and excited to go catch my Florida State Seminoles for the first time, taking on the Louisville Cardinals tonight. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Happy Friday. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan's topic, you know, uh, Tyler will put the topic up there when somebody wants to talk about something. It said Travis Kelsey's tackle. <laughs> I thought, all right. I'll, I'll indulge him, you know, with the Derwin James uh, hit. And uh, so he didn't want to talk about Travis Kelsey's tackle. Uh, Jimmy in Phoenix. Hey, Jimmy, what's on your mind? Good to be on the program. Four three two eighty one. <laughs> Ringity ding ding do. Hey, before I get started, you were great in Golden Girls, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Can we start a GoFundMe for Amazon to pay someone to turn up Al Michaels' microphone? I mean, the production value last night was amateur. And how about Al Michaels holding on to a grudge? You know, at the end of the game, he's reading the NFL promos of the games coming up. He's plugging CBS, ESPN, Fox, and he wouldn't say NBC. Thank you, Jimmy. I didn't listen. I, I, I noticed that. Carissa Thompson's microphone, you know, maybe if she held it a little bit closer to her would have helped. But, yeah, the uh, the microphone level, the sound quality was not quality. But uh, I, I I wasn't listening when Al at the end of uh, the game was telling you the game's coming up. I don't know if he's harboring a grudge against NBC that they uh, replaced him with Mike Tirico. I could see where he might, but 
I don't know if uh, Al feels that way. Al got a good deal. Gets to gets to have fun with Amazon. I mean, without Amazon, Al's not calling games anymore because all of the seats would be filled unless he was doing like a secondary game on Fox or CBS. This worked out well for Al. Gets to do this for a few more years. He's, what, 78 years of age. He's still, you know, top of his game. Might be the greatest play-by-play voice we've ever had. Yes, Eden? I really enjoyed Al and Kirk Herbstreet doing the game together because it made it feel like something I've already been watching and not some rogue broadcast with all new people or something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there was just a certain like comfort to, yeah, that's Al Michaels. And all right, hell yeah, Kirk Herbstreit. There was familiar faces and familiar voices rather than, you know, Skip Tucker coming in. You're like, who the hell is Skip Tucker? And you had people going initially when it was announced that uh, Herbie was going to work with Al Michaels. Oh, he never played in the NFL. I go, so? I mean, he knows he knows the players from college better than the announcers do who were covering the NFL. Does Herbie know football? He played at Ohio State. He played quarterback. And he knows the you know the history of these players coming from the college ranks. I thought, which this is a fresh voice here. This is different. I liked it. And he's been doing it a long time. He's been calling college games with Fowler for a long time. And, you know, Al is so good with his analyst because the broadcast is not about Al Michaels. And and some play-by-play voices will make it more about themselves, and they don't set up their color analyst. Al does that as well as anybody who has ever done it. Yes, Paul. Yeah, and I saw articles when Kirk got the job, like, oh, what a big promotion for Kirk Herbstreit. He's been calling national title games for a long time. Those are, you know, college football is not some second-tier sport. And, and Kirk is smart. He, he keeps it fun and keeps it light. His analysis was spot on on that touchdown where the, the receiver Everett floated out. Yeah, the pick six. He, know, he nailed it right in the moment on the Telestrator. Yeah, I, just we get caught up. There are guys who played in the NFL for years who aren't good analysts. I mean, Dan Orlovsky didn't really play at a high level in the NFL, and he's a great analyst in my opinion. He breaks down things you know, really well. Some of the, some of the guys who have bigger reputation, like Joe Namath or Joe Montana, tried to do this as analysts. They didn't do well. It's not as easy as you think. You don't go, oh, I'll just talk football. You know, when you're doing play by play and you're an analyst for play by play, it's tricky because you got 15 seconds, you got 12 seconds, you got to analyze this, you got to get out, let your play by play voice take over. If you're a studio analyst, that's a whole different approach there. Hey, I might go 30 seconds. Oops, I went 35. I'm not killing anybody. You can't step on your play-by-play voice. But I thought Herbie did well. Starting out of the gate, thought he did well. Uh, We'll take a break. Uh, Last call for phone calls, what we learned if you're watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. We'll go out and uh, open up the Traeger grills. I have my camera. We have 11, maybe 12 cameras now, maybe more than that. I get to keep an eye on the grilling area, especially on Friday. Because Mario gets out there, and he likes to sample, and he's not supposed to. By the way, the 1215 podcast, it's called 1215 because they can't eat until 1215, and uh, they'll have a new episode. They just passed 100 episodes. Who would have thought that they would have lasted this long? No syndication. <laughs> yeah, syndica- yeah, syndication. That big syndication money. Yeah, big, big syndication money. But uh, the podcast with the Backroom Guys, led by your host, Mario, and, and Marvin is still, you remember your roots. You haven't left the backroom guys, even though you're now a star being a Dana. I didn't forget where I came from. And I like that. You know who's who and what's what. Always. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.